Good morning. A very warm welcome to St. Columbus Dairy Volga this morning, whether you are with us here in the building in person or if you're watching us online, you're very welcome as we come to worship on this Sunday, the 1st of August. A sentence of scripture before we begin from the Gospel of Luke. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them, and how much more valuable you are than birds. Let us be still for just a moment as we remind ourselves that wherever we are, God's presence is with us. O oh God, giver of manna from heaven, you provided for Moses' followers in the desert. O oh Christ, bread of life, you fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. O Holy Spirit of the living God, hear with us as we come together today. We ask you to feed us with all that we need and that thus fed we might be satisfied. A collect for this Sunday, the 1st of August. Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church. Open our hearts to the riches of his grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in love and joy and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> we come in our service to a time of confession and we believe in a God who doesn't miss a thing. He is perfect and we are imperfect. And through his grace, he forgives us. And so we bring to mind the things that we have done this week that we shouldn't have done, or maybe the things that we should have done. We bring to mind things that were not pleasing to God. And so we come to a time of confession. You can follow on the screen. Lord, when we fail to trust you in all things, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we complain that you have forsaken us, you have left us, abandoned us, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we choose to go our way because your way doesn't seem to make sense, Forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we don't challenge injustice and instead accept things as they are, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we keep asking for more signs, more proof, more of everything, forgive us and help us to trust you more. When we trust a little and then snatch it back, Forgive us and help us to trust you more. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image.
to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We come to a time in our service where we recite scripture together in the form of a psalm. And the appointed psalm for today is Psalm 51, beginning at verse 1. And we'll say this by alternate verse. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will not turn back from you. I've brought with me this morning a stone. I know it's quite small, you might not be able to see it. But it's smooth, it's very smooth. In fact, some stones that you may pick up in your garden, they may have a little bit of a rough edge, but this stone is really smooth. And actually you can fit your thumb into the center of it and rub it. Some people carry a stone with, with them like this everywhere. They carry it in their pocket or in their purse and they call it a worry stone. Has anybody ever heard of a worry stone before? Yeah, I got this worry stone in Wicklow whenever I was on holiday with my parents when I was very young. But the idea of a worry stone is that when you start to worry about something, you can just reach into your pocket or your purse, take it out and give it a rub with your thumb. Now people believe that by rubbing this smooth surface, the stone gives them some kind of peaceful feeling and it will stop them worrying. But how could rubbing a stone, a stone like this, take away all your worries? It sounds silly, doesn't it? I want to ask you this morning, what do you worry about? I'm sure there is a list of things. Maybe you worry about money and finances. Perhaps you worry about food. Maybe you worry about people in your family who are going through a difficult time. Or maybe you worry about clothing, whether you're going to have enough clothing. 
You see, food and clothing and all those things are really important to us. In fact, there are things that we must have in order to live. But does worrying about it help us get the food and clothing that we need? Worrying about it doesn't help, does it? There was a large group of people and Jesus uh, began to teach them. He said, don't worry about whether you have enough food to drink or clothes to wear. He said, there are more important things in life than food and clothes. And then he went on to teach them a lesson about worry. He said, look at the birds in the air. They don't worry where their next meal is coming from. They don't store up grain and barns and yet the heavenly father takes care of them. Surely you are worth more to him than a bird. And then he goes on to say, why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the fields and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. And yet Solomon in all his glory was dressed as beautifully as they are. If God cares so wonderfully for these wildflowers, surely he will take care of you. And Jesus said, why do you show your lack of faith by worrying about these things? Now, I am an intense worrier. I get it. It is easy just to stand up here and to say, don't worry. Worrying is a part of life. It's a part of our human nature. But Jesus is teaching us, does this mean that we can sit around and wait for food and clothes just to drop from the sky? No. God provides food for the birds, but he doesn't throw it into their nest. It's up to them to go out and to gather their food. God provides clothing for us by giving us jobs and giving us pensions and finances so that we will have the money in order to clothe ourselves. And sometimes God can provide clothes for family and friends who give us pan-me-downs. We need to have faith that God will provide. But we have to do our part as well. Just remember that our part doesn't include worry. And as you go around your daily walk uh, today, or if you go into your garden, whenever you get home, I want you to look at the flowers. Whether you have lilies or not, look at the beauty of the flowers. And remember how important than you are to God. You are more beautiful than any flower. And if he cares for that flower, surely he will care for you and for me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you don't miss a thing in our lives, that you know every little detail, that you know every little thing that we worry about. And we pray that whenever we begin to worry, that instead of grabbing a stone out of our pocket, that we would bring it before your feet, that we would hand it over to you, and that we would be affirmed and reminded that you care for us just as much as you care for the birds and the lilies of the field. In Jesus' name, Amen. Laura is going to bring us our reading for today. Today's reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, reading verses 1 to 16. Unity and maturity in the body of Christ. 
As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him, who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Thank you, Laura, for our reading. As we come before God's word, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word, which we hold before us now. We give you thanks that we can read it without fear. And Father, we pray that as we come before this passage this morning, that you would teach each one of us what you need us to hear this day. Because although this book was written thousands of years ago, it is still relevant to our lives today. So Father, open our ears to hear you. Open our eyes to see you. And may we be ever more aware of your Holy Spirit with us. In Jesus' name, Amen. There's a newsletter called The Last Days. And in it, Leonard Ravenhill tells the story about a group of tourists who were visiting this picturesque village. And some tourists walked by this old man who was sitting on a fence. And in a rather patronising way, one tourist asked, were there any great men born in this village? And the old man replied, nope, only babies. <laughs> you see, growth and maturity takes time. I'm sure if you have grandchildren or you have children, you've heard the saying, when I grow up, I want to be. Have you heard it? Yeah, even ourselves, we say it, when I grow up. I know for me it changed every week when I grew up, I want to be. And in a sense, I never really grew up, was certainly height-wise anyway. But Paul tells us in this passage to grow up. 
Paul says, grow up. He addresses how we should, as believers, should act within the church. He's giving us an example, a way to follow. You see, the church is bigger than we could ever imagine, than what we see around us this morning. The Bible says that the church is a radiant bride preparing to meet her Lord. And you and I are a part of it. But here's the challenge this morning. Let's question ourselves. Do we add or subtract from the church's radiance? If everybody in this church gave like you, prayed like you and I, served like you and I, worshipped like you and I, or complained like you and I, what would this place be like? Paul in Ephesians gives us a picture of what the church is to be like. And we're going to look at it this morning using an acronym. Everybody loves a good acronym. And the acronym is RIVER. So we're going to start with the first letter, and that is R. And Paul says that we are to reflect God's love to others. I have a picture coming up on the screen, and it is a picture of a bicycle wheel. Everybody knows what a bicycle wheel looks like. It's held together by the spokes. What I want you to imagine is the tire, the black bit, is the world around us. And the spokes are the church. They are you and I. And the bit in the centre, that is God. And as you come near the centre, the spokes are closer together. But as you go away from the centre, the spokes tend to spread apart and there's more space. People say, I'm close to God, but I can't forgive the church for the hurt that they've caused me in the past, or I can't forgive this person for the hurt that they've caused me. I can't love that person, people say. But you see, with this bicycle wheel, as we see, it doesn't quite work that way. If we are close to God, then we are close to those around us. If we are far from God, then, we'll, then we will be far from those around us. It's only when these spokes are in unison, whenever they are moving, that we can reflect the love of God to those around us. So God is at the centre. We gain our love from him. And as we go out, we spread that love. But we are still connected to one another. This comes from the Great Commission in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus told us to go and to make disciples of all nations. He told us to bring lost people to his feet. He told us to help others and to find the forgiveness and love that flow from the heartbeat of God. He told us to march like an army, determined and strong, making a difference in our world, bringing light into darkness. <clears throat> he told us to put on all his armour because we are in a battle. He told us to use the weapon of prayer and the weapon of the word of the Bible. And yet so many are on the sidelines. So many times we avoid non-Christians as much as possible because we're afraid of getting dirty, getting into the nitty gritty. 
We are called to live in a fortress, not to live in a fortress, but to go where people are, to be with people. Think about when Jesus was on earth. He spent many a time praying with his father, but he didn't lock himself outside. He went and he sat with people, any kind of people. That is where Jesus was in the midst. So I want you and I to ask ourselves today, is there even one way for us to show love today, to reflect God's love to others? Maybe it's a phone call, maybe it's a visit, or maybe it's an errand for our elderly neighbour or a kind word. But today, will we be the person that God has called to be, us to be, to reflect his love? Back to River, we're now going on to the letter I, and it is increase in the knowledge and image of Christ. This also kind of reflects back to the Great Commission in the Gospel of Matthew, when Jesus told us to teach each generation to tell others about him, not to keep it a secret. It's enough. Is it enough to say the prayer? You know the prayer whenever you are committing yourself to Christ. We often say it and we go to Sunday school and we answer all the right questions just in order to get that sweet. But is it enough? Is it enough just to do that? Is it enough just to turn up on a Sunday morning or to say our prayers to go before we go to bed? You see, God calls us on a journey to become more like him. That journey isn't just on a Sunday, but that journey is every day of the week. And in this passage, we are taught to grow in verse 15 and 16. And we're taught to be mature. This is God's plan for us, to grow, to grow not only physically, but to grow in him and to be mature with our faith. We expose ourselves to preaching and teaching. We expose ourselves to worship music. But that's like sticking dynamite into rock. God will light the fuse, making the truth come alive and the light within us. And forever our lives are changed. God calls us to be flock, a group of sheep needing a leader to guide us where we should be. But are we following God? Are we letting him lead us? Or are we holding on to some issue that we're struggling with and we just can't let go? We lay it at his feet in prayer every now and again and then we just run back and pick it back up again. Let us let God do his job. Let us let him be the shepherd and lead us. And we will be the sheep. The letter V stands for value Christ through worship. This describes how we respect and how we honour God. What he means to us. Jesus told us to love God with everything, every fibre that is in us. This is praying, this is worshipping, this is putting him first in our life. God calls us the bride of Christ, getting ready 
to meet our greatest love, completely faithful to him and all that he has done for us. I'm sure you've heard um, the question, maybe if interviewers are challenging someone on TV or maybe you've been in a game and they've asked, you're on a desert island, what are the three things that you would bring? And everybody always kind of deliberates over this. They kind of say, oh, I suppose water because, you know, I'm going to need to drink or food or shelter. But I always find it interesting, those that say, actually, I would bring Jesus with me because he would lead me out of the desert and that's where I want to be. Or the people that say, I would bring my Bible with me. Or even the ones that would say, actually, I wouldn't bring anything with me. I'd just pray when I was there because I could fully rely on God. See, worship doesn't have to be a complicated thing. It doesn't have to be structured in a service. It's just through our everyday living. Back in September, we done a sermon series on what it means to worship. And it continues today that we can worship whenever we are changing the baby's nappy. We can worship whenever we are driving or we're in rush hour traffic. We can worship when we're in a supermarket doing our groceries. It doesn't have to be complicated. But all he asks is that we value and we worship him. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we can fall before the feet of Jesus and worship him. The letter E stands for encourage others. Jesus told us to baptize and make disciples of all nations. This refers to also helping them find their place and their identity. It's about keeping them once we find them. It's about helping others to be a part of his family because we are family you and I are family maybe not by blood but we are family by Christ do you know if you've ever uh, seen the movie high school musical has anybody ever seen it yeah it, for those who haven't seen it um, it is a movie about um, this high school in America and it's young teenagers it's a musical but as they once sung in this movie, we're all in this together. You and I are in this journey together. And our role is to challenge, but also to encourage one another. We're going to spend an eternity with other Christians. So we may as well start in the here and the now and encouraging each other in our faith. Because faith isn't easy. Jesus never promised that it would be easy, but we're all in this together. So let's encourage one another. And the final letter R, which stands, reach out to others in service. Serving others flows from the love of God. Christ told us to love our neighbours and to love ourselves. We were each made to serve others, to take part in our local community and also within our church. At the very start of the pandemic, whenever the church buildings closed, 
you may have seen some signs that erected on church buildings and many of them said the building is closed but the church is still alive and online services began as we began to kind of start to think that actually church isn't the building church is the people and as we've seen many people uh, weren't able to come to church buildings we've seen parishioners go out and offer meals to those who were unable to make meals by themselves or to go out and get groceries for those who didn't feel comfortable going out that is being the church reaching out to others in their need being the church isn't the building and coming here on a Sunday morning being the church is out there in our local community meeting the needs of others and showing the love and the light of Christ through what we do there's a story about uh, a man who had quite a severe rash and so he attended an appointment with his doctor and after the usual kind of history taking and a number of tests the physician advised the patient that he would have to get rid of his dog who was causing the allergic reaction. As the man was preparing to leave the surgery, the, the doctor, out of, curiosity, out of curiosity, um, asked him if he planned to sell the animal or to give it away. And the man said, neither one. I'm going to get myself a second opinion. I've been reading about it. It's a lot easier to find a good doc a doctor than a good dog. Doctors can give prescriptions, they can give treatment plans, but it's up to the patient as to whether or not they carry out that treatment plan, whether or not they go to the pharmacy and cash in that prescription. And Paul, in a sense here, gives us a prescription with a treatment plan for handling strife and division within the church. And now he goes on and he paints this picture of what the church will look like if we follow the Father's prescription and the treatment plan. We've seen that Paul gives us a picture of what the church can look like, of how we're to act and what we're to do. But here is our challenge this morning. I say our because it is you and I. Are we going to follow this treatment plan? Are we coming to church every Sunday or are we going to be the church? Let us not just go from here this morning having read this passage, having prayed and just forget about it all. Let's go home and reread this passage or re-watch the service online. Let's pray about it and see what it actually means for us. And let's go out into our local community, our local shops, schools and the people around us and let's be the church. Let's be the church outside of these walls. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for Paul's strong message to us this morning. And Father, we pray that you would highlight what you need us to hear on our hearts today. Father, help us to understand what it means to be the church. 
that we reflect your love, that we increase in your knowledge, that we serve others, that we encourage others. And let us remember that we are all in this together, that we are a part of a family bigger than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. We continue in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Merciful God, we thank you that you are to be trusted, that you are faithful, and that you provide all our needs. When we feel alone in the desert, that is where we meet you. In the wilderness of our lives, we can turn to you and know that you will sustain us. We worship you and we thank you that in you there is always hope. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you in all things, even when we don't understand. When we feel lost and alone, we can trust you. When we wander in the wilderness, thank you that you are there by our side, that you reach out and touch us with outstretched open arms. Thank you, Lord, that we are safe with you, for you provide all we need, that which is on earth, and that which is eternal. Heavenly Father, giver of all good gifts, we pray for all people who willingly use their time and gifts in service of others. We pray for all who set up and work in charitable organisations. Bless them as they so freely give for their time and talents. We pray for those people who work together to bring healing, for all who work in hospitals, homes, and the community. And we bring to mind those who we know who are ill, whether it be at hospital or at home, or those receiving treatment. Father, we pray that by your spirit they would know an awakened sense of your presence. That they would know that according to your will that you are their healer. We pray for those who dedicate their lives to serving God. Whether it be through their community or through their church. Bless them in their gifts of prayer, hospitality and service. We pray for people with the gift of words, for teachers, for writers and communicators. Bless the seeds that they sow. We pray for those who don't feel as if they have a gift or feel as if it goes unnoticed. Bless them with the knowledge 
that they matter to you. We pray for our church here in Derry Volgay as a welcoming community, constantly being built up by our love for you. As we seek to do what you want, Lord, may we bring bread to the hungry, food for the bodies and food for the souls, strength for the journey and hope for the future. Father, we bring before you anything that is on our minds this morning. Knowing that you know our every thought, that you know our every feeling, that you don't miss a thing in our lives. Whatever we are worrying about this morning, we lay it at your feet. We don't lay it at your feet to come back later and pick it back up but we lay it at your feet once and for all, as difficult as that may be. Father, we pray that you do with our worry as you will, that you guide us and remind us that you are our strength, you are our shepherd who will guide us and lead us. Father, we pray for those this morning in any kind of need, whether it be those we know those in our local, local community or those further afield. We pray that they would know you as their provider, the one who is close to them, the one who never leaves. Father, as we go from this building this morning or from watching online, Father, we pray that you would shape us and mould us into the people that you have planned for us to be. Guide us where you want us to go. Scatter us like seeds into our local community, bringing your love and your light wherever we may go. In Jesus' name, Amen. We say together the prayer that our Father once taught us saying, Our Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. But as we close this morning, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>